no matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, being black in America is, is tough. There's some shit going on with black people right now. From news and politics. And over the middle, getting free. To sports and entertainment. Touchdown! We're going to tell you exactly how we feel about it. Have some fun, man! This is Young, Black, and Bothered. Hey, y'all, back again for another episode of the Young, Black, and Bothers podcast. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm joined by my co-host. What's going on, y'all? CJ City, CJ here. What's up, everybody? It's Q. This is episode 83 of Young, Black, and Bothered. We got a couple things we need to talk about this week, including, obviously, Nipsey Hussle. We got to talk about uh, Americans not being able to buy homes, Chicago electing their first black woman mayor, Black, um, black, hold on. Let me answer that. Black woman and openly gay. Okay, okay. There we go. We got um, leaving Neverland. Uh, an update to that. Um, a woman being confused by the wrong Uber. Ghost kissing, uh, kissing Beyonce. Chris Rock and Justin, because you know we don't call him Jesse on here. And Lupita apologizing for the US movie. Um, I don't really know where to start with that. So we're going to start with first 48 this week. Obviously, I know how this goes. We've been doing it for a few weeks now. Basically, first, basically first 48 is where we go and just read an article. It could happen in any of the 50 states. Sometimes we do articles that are not in the states. And we just ask you guys to guess the state or guess the first 48 state, rather. So the first article, to help a gay son... Well, to help their gay son, a 60-year-old woman gives birth to her own grandchild. Come on, man. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> so she said, she said, I just never hesitated. Cecile Elledge, um, we'll just call her Elledge, uh, said about offering to serve as the surrogate for her son and his husband. So the 60-year-old woman was serving as a surrogate for her son and her, uh, for her son and his husband, gave birth to her own granddaughter last week. This is this is how shit gets too progressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So who? Okay, it would be incest if you yeah, her son's mm-hmm. sperm. But then she also accepted being gay. So you know, South people don't play that shit. Well, but, so, here's the, but here's the thing, though. This is okay. her son. So technically, the child that she gave birth to as a surrogate is her granddaughter. So she gave birth to her son and her gay son or her, her son-in-law. So her son and her son-in-law decided to have a kid and she was a surrogate for said kid. So she delivered a nearly six pound baby, but I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to respect the family to some extent. Um, but basically she offered to donate her eggs. The couple planned to find another surrogate to deliver the child, but they found that the process was confusing and weren't completely confident about navigating it into via vitro fertility for gay men. As a result, she is the surrogate grandmother, as the article displays. So that's the first 48 state of the 60-year-old woman who goes by the name of Cecile Elledge. New Jersey? This, uh, Montana. That sounds like some shit that would happen in Montana. <laughs> Q, you were very, very close. This happened in Nebraska. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So, next article. Man arrested for fighting with himself and pulling down his pants 
in Wawa. <laughs> this is New Jersey all the way. This is New so, Jersey all the way. Nigga fought with himself, so he was on crap. Yeah. I'm gonna read the article though. So it says a man was arrested Tuesday after police say that he was fighting with himself and exposed his genitals in a township Wawa. Police say that they were called to, you know, the Wawa at 9 p.m. on Tuesday for a male acting suspiciously. Witnesses say that 37-year-old Jason Kramer was under the influence of something. After speaking with him, Kramer was sent on his way and said that he had made arrangements for transportation home. About 15 minutes later, police were called back to the Wawa after witnesses say Kramer began fighting with himself out in front of the store, reportedly punching himself in the face and scratching his eyes. Well, when did me, myself, and Irene take place? <laughs> Let's see. Town, town, township. That's either... Like I said, it's either Jersey or or, or Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Q, Q is guessing Jersey or Pennsylvania. So you get two also, CJ. I'm going to go with Florida and Texas. Florida and Texas. How is Q right? This happened in Little Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. God did not goddamn tell you. Look, the Silver Tiger Township. Townships only oh. exist in... Townships only exist in... Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Now you see how fucked up. It, I t- didn't I tell you Jersey was a fucked up state? God damn it, y'all don't listen to me. <laughs> Jersey is trash, bro. I don't even know what the hell's going on. And you said what was the township again? Little Egg Harbor Township. Oh, that's South Jersey. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> near Newark. It's like. Every article that we've read from Jersey just gets more and more ridiculous. At least Florida keeps it consistent. Like, they just trash all the way around. But mm-hmm. Jersey, it's like, all right, man, faith one week. And then the next week, it's like, the way that they explained it in this article, they said that this man literally pulled his pants down, exposed and grabbed his genitals, and began yelling obscenities at customers at a Wawa. Yeah, that's definitely, that's that definitely. Like New Egg River is definitely in South Jersey near um, near Newark. Newark is full of crackheads. Hmm. Well, if you think that's bad, the next article is even worse. So, a forensic psychologist says that a former college student believed that he was half dog, half man when he fatally attacked a woman and man at their home and was found biting one of their faces. Oh, okay. Uh, Dr. Philip Resnick made the conclusion in a 38-page mental health report this week that was released to the attorney's office. Investigators say that they found Austin Harriff, now 22, biting John Stevens' face while making growling noises. Basically, I get, dang, if this article just came out, they're saying that this happened in 2016. So Resnick's report says that the fact that Harris persisted in biting Stevens in the presence of officers in spite of threats of being shot, being tased, and receiving multiple kicks to the head suggested that he was actively psychotic. Okay, this is Florida. Florida. You motherfuckers are right. This <laughs> Stuart, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Next, next article. Oh, boy. McDonald's employee hits coworkers in the face with a cheeseburger for working too slow. Yeah, that's what's up. So a McDonald's employee was charged with battery this week after charging uh, charging through a McDonald's and throwing a cheeseburger at a fellow staffer for working too slowly. 
How did that even make the news? I'm gonna I'm gonna say DC on that one. Somewhere in Southeast. Mm. I go New York. You going with New York? Y'all both are wrong. This happened in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, okay. The that's, si- close, that's close to Chicago, I guess, somewhere near there. <laughs> the situation escalated after a 21-year-old male employee became irritated at an 18-year-old female employee for her slow pace of work. According to Fox 59, the man threw a cheeseburger in her direction, followed by a verbal disagreement, hitting the teenager directly in her face. Obviously, you for me, it seems like the teenager was black just looking at the video. So it says the officer spoke with the manager who confirmed that the employees had been angry with the teen for working too slow. The female victim admitted that she was not injured by the fast food projectile. Wow. Yeah. America, I mean, just every... That sounds like a university, uh, uh, Indiana University student. Absolutely. They have, a, <laughs> they have they have a video, but the thing is, there's no audio, and they like blur out the faces, which kind of defeats the purpose anyway. So I won't even like go and tell y'all that one. But basically, that happened in Indiana. So the last article for first forty eight, because this actually might be a really quick episode this week. Um, cops are looking for a man seen shoving a four foot snake down his pants. Whoa. They got to be uh, Louisiana, Louisiana, Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> so police are looking for a man caught on camera stuffing a four foot python in his pants. <laughs> Yo, what? These so colorful doing that? On camera. He went into. Oh, oh, OK. So it says surveillance footage shows the man taking the snake from his cage at I love my pet store and shoving the reptile in his pants before walking out of the store. No one apparently saw the note, saw or noticed the man wearing a dark polo shirt was packing anything extra in his pants when he left. Employees later noticed that the python was missing from his cage. The last thing that we were expecting was to check the video and to take a closer look and seeing a man putting it down in the front of his pants. We weren't expecting that at all. We couldn't they fathom. The joint got loose. Like, oh shit, we gotta find that joint. Mm-hmm. That's probably what he was expecting. Now, the question is, was he walking around like Hulk Hogan saying, can't wait to give you this four-foot python? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, who, like, how do you walk in a mall with a fucking python in your, like... Anyway, just guess the first 48 state, because that's just fucking ridiculous. Arizona. Arizona. I got Louisiana. Louisiana. This happened... And shout out to the state who pulled off one of the biggest upstates in the tournament uh, in the tournament this week, Michigan. Oh wow! That okay. In Michigan. Okay, I definitely thought it was some southern shit, but okay. Yeah, that was rough. Um, I I want to talk so much about this because I know that Chris wanted to talk about it. So we'll save Nipsey in case she comes in this episode. But um, we'll we'll start by I guess Q speaking on the first elect woman, black woman, black lesbian woman, rather, who became mayor of Chicago. Do you want to lead us in? Um, so, yes. Um, yesterday, Chicago, um, Chicago elected Lori Lightfoot, who um, trounced her opponent. Um, I can't think of the opponent's name right now, but absolutely trounced her. Oh, um, Tony Preckwinkle. Yeah, Tony Prattwinkle. Um, and, 
<laughs> right. Um, so how the election, how the, the process went, there was a, you know, the, the Democratic, not the primary, and it was 13 people vying to um, take over from the current mayor, the outgoing mayor, Rahm Emanuel, who was the chief of staff, the first chief of staff in the Obama administration. Um and those two were the top two vote getters, so they went into a runoff. And the runoff was yesterday, and Lori Lightfoot absolutely trounced um, Prattwinkle. Um, so she is the first African American woman. Yes, the first black woman and the first openly gay um, person to be elected as mayor of Chicago, which is the third largest city in the country. Mm. So this is progress. It is progress. It is progress. It, I, think and, it's, I think it's progress and problematic. I don't think it's problematic. It, it, well, a lot of people, a lot of people were initially against um, Lori Lightfoot, not because she was, not because she's openly gay, but because she was, she served on the citizens board that decided, um, that investigated the Chicago Police Department over the Laquan. Um, um, shooting, oh. and and she used to be a she used to be a prosecutor. So that's what people like. Basically, she had the she had the Kamala effect going for her. Oh. Like, oh, how can I trust you when you were actively locking people up? And then you know whatever. But <clears throat> we, she had to do a job. She had to do a job. Like basically, she's doing her job. She's she's doing her job. But the thing the thing was like this. One, it is the time of the woman. Mm-hmm. Women is women are taking over, and they oh yeah, I'm, not, I'm cool with and that. No, no, and it's just so it's the time of the woman. And then uh, Prattwinkle was the president of the Cook County um, Borders Border Visitors or whatever their like county council whatever, and had been in that job for a while. So it's like okay, we need new blood, new leadership. Um, and because Lori Lightfoot was outside of the government, even though she was a prosecutor, you know, she was, but she was outside of the government. So, and if you know anything about Chicago politics, it's like basically a machine mm-hmm. and, and she has vowed to get to end the, the, the specter of machine politics in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I mean, it's it's it's, it's land breaking, and a fact that I saw earlier today is that um, I think it was ten or so years ago, only thirty eight percent of Americans were comfortable with openly gay um, politicians running, you know, running for elected, you know, holding elected office. Now that's up to sixty nine percent. So, so the tide is certainly changing, and, and, and as LGBT, um, as the LGBT community starts to assert themselves politically, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I'm just happy at this point. Like, obviously, I've seen the articles, I've seen think pieces on Twitter, both good and bad. People are like, oh, well, I like it for this idea, but I don't for. 15 different bullet points, but at the end of the day, there's progress being had, so I'm completely with it. I'm all for progress, but it's like, 
<sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh, no, I ain't against. I ain't against. Uh, not against the LBGT community, but we they are known to be pretty fucking extreme when it comes to things and just make oh, some yeah. extreme decisions. Yeah. What? Well, like I had uh, a quote that I will find later that I like found on Twitter about someone who basically equated to like the LGBTQ community, but more so it's not just the LGBTQ community, but it's more so women that are a part of that community. It's one of those quotes where it's like they are exclusive, but inclusive. So if you do for them, they'll include you. But if you don't agree with every single aspect of things, then they just won't fuck with you. That's why you have, um, what's homeboy's name from Friday at the next, um, God, I cannot. I cannot think of his name. We talked about him like the past couple of weeks. Start with a T. Um, Kevin Friday at the next. Uh, yeah, um, Damon. Uh, Damon. Uh, 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 Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Like you know, they were with him the entire month of January. But the thing is, he spoke out of turn, and all of a sudden, it was nah. We can't fuck with that. So, but, but we'll get into that probably another week or whenever I can find that quote. Let's get to the next one though. Um, and actually closed the window about the housing community. So apparently they're saying that housing people cannot afford in America as if this was new. So it says that average Americans can't afford a home in 70% of the country. So it says, mm-hmm. yeah, it says that homes are actually a bit more affordable today than they were a year ago. And experts are watching closely to see if it will continue in 2019. But however, there are more than 70% of the country, the home prices are more than the average worker can afford, which. Yes, that, that is that is true. Like even even now, um, now, um, Mayor Bowser and her, and her proposed budget mm-hmm. is in her proposed budget for next fiscal year is proposing 20 to 20 million dollars for workforce housing, because you have those who work in city government. Fire, you know, firefighters, teachers, uh, police officers, things of that nature that cannot afford to live in the city because, yeah, because not forget trying to forget trying to own a a home. The damn rents are too high. Yeah, rent is crazy though. Well, Well, people keep thinking that at least I know people that we've spoken to and people who move into DC. They think that it's an issue in like DC, New York, like San Francisco, LA, and I think what's the other one that's in the top five, like Seattle. So, out of those five, they think that that's just an issue there. But I'm like, if it's seventy percent, it's not. No, just- it's all over the country. Like, think of, mm-hmm. think of, think of where your big cities are located. Yeah, there are issues. Those are the issues everywhere. It, it, and like the fact of the matter is, wages are stagnant. Mm-hmm. Wages are stagnant. Um, yes, the unemployment rate is low, but if you're not get making, if you're not making a livable wage, mm-hmm. how can you afford to pay rent, which they, which they say should not be more than thirty percent, thirty to forty percent of your of your take home pay? Mm-hmm. Afford food, afford yeah. clothing, afford. Um, Utilities, which are high because energy energy prices are high, mm-hmm. for just like say you want to go out or just have a night on the town once or twice a month. How yeah. can you how can you afford all that? 
Yeah, it's just like it, how do you, you afford no kids? How the hell can you afford kids? Yeah. Well, the thing and, is, right. You can't. It's just you and whoever you're with, if you're with someone. Like, we have a friend, well, I had a friend, rather, who, to this day, he's, what, if I'm 32, he's got to be, what, 34, 35? And he has four roommates living in a three-bedroom apartment. So it's like a couple that lives in one room, and then it's him in another room, and then it's another person in, like, I guess, like, the tiny room. And their rent to live on, I want to say he lives on, like, U Street, and his rent is, like, $3,600. Yes. Yes. And, and that's the, that's the d- dilemma that I'm going through right now. Like, I have children <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me. And you can't like, you know, buildings have occupancy limits. Yeah. So some people like, don't got, make that a month. I got the, right. And I, I have three kids. So I have three kids. I have to get, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I have to get a three bedroom. Like there's no choice in that. Even if it's just me, even if it's just me and it's, and it's just them, like I have to get a three bedroom because there can be no more than two people in a bedroom. Yeah. So let me let me ask the stupid question because something that when I was reading this article, I instantly thought of like when I go like and look for apartments and stuff like that because yeah, I could be looking at homes, but truth be told, like you and most people aren't putting down twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for a home, so they much rather you know, try to just find the next apartment that's cheaper than the apartment that they live in currently. So mm-hmm. in my situation, I'm already looking. My lease isn't up until the end of the year and I'm looking now for apartments just to make sure that I can catch a good deal. So my issue is every apartment that I've seen, the reviews are always the same. It's like, oh, well, these are luxury apartments that are basically like crap build quality and they just look nice on the surface where... Because- because they rush to put them up because like the housing crunch is so high. Yeah. And it's going to get even worse with, with HQ2 coming. Yep. Like, I mean, here's, here's my issue. Like a lot of the reviews are all the same. Like the apartments are, you know, the older ones, what they do is they knock them down or they like vacate them to renovate them. But then when they renovate them, the walls are paper thin because they've taken what could have been two apartments and made them one. And then you have, you know, issues where just the price alone, I have a friend who lives in a luxury apartment that is for a studio, $2,100. And that's after everything. But once their lease is up, they're trying to like move far away from like, it's still going to catch up to you. You can keep moving further and further out of DC at least, but mm-hmm. eventually you're going to run out of space in DC. Like that's where I'm at now. Like I ran to silver spring thinking like, all right, we were in the sweet spot. That was four or five years ago. Now it's like, it's starting to catch up and you can't move. Once you move out of DC, you can't move back in. And yeah, that's, how they, that's how they set that shit it's, up. Yeah. Yes. It's very hard to, to move to, once you leave DC to come back in because the price point that you were in when you lived in DC mm-hmm. is going to be 10 times higher because they didn't built something they didn't built this new building these two new buildings and renovated this this place added this amenity and another like take for take for example Anacostia mm-hmm there's a new bus boys in Anacostia. Mm-hmm. Three blocks away, they just finished um, building some lofts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I think they just put a new bus boys on. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, 
so so te- for so for example, where I live <clears throat> in the closet that I live in, it's thirteen hundred. I'm paying thirteen hundred dollars. Let me let me leave, and then try to want to come back here and. I, I, I'll give it two years. I'll, I'll, I'll give it two years. Hey, I'll sign a two-year two lease somewhere. And then, I'll, hey, I want to come back to Anacostia because it's going to look totally different than what it looks like right now. My 1300 is going to be 20. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I, I'm guaranteeing it's going to be at least two, 2,000 to 2,200. Yeah. So let, let me just give like emphasis on like, people who live on the outside of DC and like you, you can like, you know, confirm or deny what I'm about to say. So like a home on the outside of DC on the outside, meaning like literally two or maybe three stops out of DC in any direction, North, South, East or West will start between like the mid four hundreds to I'd say about six fifty. So you put that there and then you have the median salary for most people who are trying to get these homes are between, I would say, Forty-eight and $62,000 a year. That's just a median salary. So basically you have to be in perfect health with no student loans, no kids in order to even save up for the 10% that you would have to put down for a down payment on top of all the loans that you would have to have in order to just qualify to get this spot that you want to have as a home. If you can't do that, you are going to be overpaying or more so paying for a mortgage for an apartment. And the issue with buying with apartments, because there are a lot when we first started, like my wife and I, when we first started living together, we lived in the Bazudo property that told us like, hey, your rent every month applies to a Bazudo property. But the issue with Bazudo is they don't stay like any apartment. They, yeah, I'm going to say they, they, they build 10 years after everything about the disco bag, they roll out yeah. another joint. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, this building is eight months old. No, we can't. Like, we've already, like, made capacity because Bazudo is one of those properties. They'll give you all the hardwood floors and the granite countertops and, you know, the garage, the pool, the gym. You're like, oh, I have to be in there. And then as soon as you move in, they move out. So, prime example, the building that we used to live in four years ago, they still have our name on, like, the call box because they haven't changed it since we moved in when the building was new. And the person who lives in our apartment now, we um, we started living there. It was fifteen forty eight for a one bedroom. Then we moved into a two bedroom, which was, I think it was like sixteen to seventeen hundred dollars. But we caught it at a discount because they had, I think most apartment buildings have it where they have college students that can just rent units, and it could usually be two or three people that live in those apartments. But once the program ends, you can actually ask your leasing center, hey, can I rent out that unit? And you can get it for whatever the price is for that unit at the time. So it's better to sign for a two-year lease. We did that. After the two-year lease was up, our rent went from the $1,600, $1,700 to like $2,300. I was like, absolutely fucking not. So we played Let's Make a Deal. We got it for $1,848. And then the next year, it went from $1,848 to $2,200. So it's like, you know what? We're moving. So now we're in a sweet spot where our rent is like manageable, but it's more like I'm spending more money and I'm getting absolutely nothing for it. The only perk to paying rent is if some shit gets broke, I can call the leasing center or something like, hey, this shit's fucked up and they got to fix it. If it costs them 600 or 6,000, they got to pay for that. But for me, now when now they make you, when they make you, they make you get, Renters insurance so that yeah. it doesn't cost them that much. Absolutely, they can just deduct it from your from your insurance. 
Yeah, I just, I just get it. It's like you can't really outrun it, and you can't go to your boss and be like, hey, you know, my rent went up. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you can't go and go to your office, your job, and say, hey, um, my rent went up 3% in June when you know that, you know, your review time and all that isn't until, like, August. So they're like, oh, well, yeah, we can do that, but the 3% that you're getting, you know, increase at work is still taxed. So rent still is due on the first. So either way, you're fucked unless you already have accounted for, hey, whatever new job you got, you've accounted for the four years and increase of rent that you're going to have. Mm. It's, it's, it's a fucked up game. Yeah, they plan. Especially living in the metro. Um, I know for a fact that the metro prices are going up and the thing that they told us about the metro was, oh yeah, the price is going up because we're giving you guys hours which are extended. So I think the metro is going to open up again until two or three o'clock. No, no, it's 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 still until it, they're keeping the same hours. I thought they said that they were going to upgrade it though. Nope, they're keeping the same hours. Yeah. So they're, wait, they're, they're, not, they're not doing anything because wow. they're not doing anything to compensate anybody. That's they just taking advantage pretty much at this point. Yeah. Yeah, they're keeping the same hours. So basically, you just fuck, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, let's see. What what else do we have on the docket? So I'll keep saving Nipsey for at least the end, because we're going to talk about that for a second. So um, I, I wish Tony was here this episode, but Leaving Neverland's director makes a dramatic U-turn, admitting that one of the persons, James uh, Safechuck, can't have been a... He could have... Damn, the article's all fucked up. They say can't have been abused. But James, James Safechuck couldn't have been abused by Michael Jackson on the dates that he claimed. So the filmmaker who goes by the name of Dan Reed has admitted that the dates for the abuse given in the explosive documentary were wrong. Because Michael Jackson, the most famous man in the world, had probably been somewhere all day, all night, probably always, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, hold on, Michael J- you probably can, you probably can record, like, you probably can pull up with Michael was at a certain time of day. You know what I'm saying? Well, he, he's the most famous person in the world. Like, well, this just happens to be one of those situations where you don't do your research, but you know for a fact that somebody's going to listen. And honestly, if you are a victim or you, I don't want to say play the victim because I don't want to pull that card and somebody gives us shit in 10 years. But if you are the victim, people are just going to listen. But the issue with the document and the documentary in general, the accuser, James Safechuck, claims that he was abused between 1988 and 1992 in a room in the Neverland Ranch. The issue, though, was the structure hadn't been built until September of 1993. Hmm. That's a pretty big gap. Bro. So you were molested from 1988 to 1992 in a room that did not exist. In a building that did not exist. They should have they lied. They should they going to lie. Like you said, they did they research to lie, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we knew they was fucking... They already said, like we said, before it came out, everybody was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? They mm-hmm. already said multiple times. He had multiple chances to, to come out against Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael was investigated by the FBI for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the FBI finds everything. If there's something on you, you're, they're, you're, they're going to get you. And you're going to get burned for it. You know what I'm saying? They found nothing. I, I, I can't wait. Like, Actually, I, I don't want to say that, but... Um, this is going to be a situation where we all are no longer here 
And there's going to be a lot of questions to a lot of things that left, you know, that were left unanswered that we're going to get. And have you ever like thought to yourself like, yo, like what if there were like a camera around or somebody like in the future, they figure out exactly what the hell happened. We got fortune tellers that can tell us that there's a ghost in the room, but they can't tell us what the hell happened with like Tupac or Biggie, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So this thing, it comes out that it comes out to be completely wrong. Like this didn't I don't want to say it didn't happen what is more so the dates did not align there's no apology for it there's no hey you know he was wrong it's just more so like hey it happened it's in the past and we're just gonna let it be but I'm like wait the stuff that happened in the past I didn't let that shit be or you know let it fly now all of a sudden that you know it's been proven that that's been wrong it's like oh you no know what I, you know what I always felt my phone great no go ahead a person that will lie to say a person did something terrible, a terrible thing to them, they are way worse than the person that they actually did those terrible things. Yes. Well, I felt, I, I genuinely feel that way. I'm like, yeah, even if he did that, he can recover. He could say, I have a problem. I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to recover or I'm trying to, uh, re, uh, which was the word, repent. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to be better, y'all. If yeah. you did these terrible things, please forgive me. We got perfectly makes sense. He didn't do this shit. Yeah. So what the fuck is your point? Well, I read a I read a tweet that goes with what you're saying. They were saying, well, you know, the issue was Michael Jackson never apologized. He never admitted to these things. I'm like, if he admits to it, you're gonna give him shit. If he doesn't, mm-hmm. we'll give him shit. Like, this man is dead. He can't defend himself. More importantly, like, he's dead and we're talking about like there's nothing he can do to like prove himself wrong or right. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't apologize for some shit I didn't do either. Like it makes sense. Yeah, but the thing is you can't, I know for, for, for a fact that I can't and you can as well. We can't go to Michael Jackson's grave site and apologize to him. It won't matter then. So mm-hmm. if all this shit comes out to be false or in this case, evidence that has been proven to be wrong, you're like, you know what? Nah, um, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let that shit slide. And a lot of people have been getting away with that shit on social media because you can go and say whatever the fuck you want to say and mm-hmm. be it right, wrong, left or right you don't suffer a consequence for that because you can instantly just lock your phone and turn the screen off. You can turn it upside down and it's forgotten. And a lot of people have been accusing people of doing things. That's why this cancel culture thing, once they've canceled enough people and it's like, hey, we got everybody that we wanted to the fuck out of here. People are going to get annoyed. Like right now, I'm telling you, this year is going to be that year where people are like, hey, y'all did all that. Y'all canceled all the people y'all wanted to cancel. Now you have nobody. What? Yeah. They're doing it now with Joe Biden. Yeah. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life. Q. So. What the fuck is inappropriate touching? Or non-sexual inappropriate contact? What the fuck is that? Can somebody tell me what that is? Here's, here's the thing. Like, I get it. Like, and I have to start the whole situation with the Oprah thing. That she, I forgot what award ceremony she had done when she had made the speech. She was like, you know, time is up. I think that was how it started. And then Me Too came from the uh, you know the eclipse that was the time up you know the times up movement with Oprah, but now we've gotten to that point where you're canceling everyone, even the people that you stood next to when they were doing said things. So the Joe Biden thing, it's like wait, y'all wait until now when it's like hey wait a minute that was wrong. Like he when he's, when he's, when he's ready, ready, affectionate old man. That's what the old niggas do. They affectionate. They hey how you doing honey? Hey like grandfather. God damn, he's not trying to stick his dick in your ass. Like, these women are fucking crazy, dog. And, and it's not just the women, no. It's, it's, I don't want to just make it them because you know, you know how people get. It'll be one of those things that somebody says that, hey, the Young Black and Bother podcast, we went and, you know, 
this guy said this on the show. This guy, let me just say this first and foremost, as like the host of the show and someone who actually deeply cares about our show. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I love to have my own opinion. That's why we have a podcast. If you are offended, I'm sorry that you are offended, but you're going to catch this. This is one of those situations where if I can't have an opinion or if you can't have an opinion, that's, the whole, that's how this whole thing started. It, it all started like it started with you know not just and I hate saying just women because that's how it started. Women used to say that they didn't have a voice in you know debates and discussions, and then it went to a thing of you know minorities and everybody else saying they didn't have a voice and opinion. So now you're taking the voice from the people that you wanted to have a voice because it doesn't fit your narrative, and that's fucked up. This is like uh, you know let me shut the fuck up. No, no. <laughs> like, one, one, I gonna say that? Because no, one of my one of my high thoughts that I actually I'm saving for tomorrow, but I was kind of like allude to it today was something that had happened in group me. So I'm in a group me chat, and the whole situation of the Nipsey hustle thing came up. So what happened was I posted a tweet that somebody had posted about Nipsey taking a picture with the little girl before he passed away, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the woman that. I guess had an issue and she was the only person in the group that had the issue. She was like, well, I don't like dra- uh, black drama, black, I'm sorry, black trauma. And this was negative, you know, this was negative and it never needed to be posted. I'm like, but it was a woman who posted that. <laughs> so she was like, well, you men are just super unsensitive. I'm like, it was a black man who died. So a day later, when everybody is honestly, I had to close Instagram because it got to the point where it was like, yo, I had seen the same Nipsey Hustle photo Pictures, like 20 times. Like, shit. I was like, wait, y'all don't even know who Nipsey is. It's just right now a moment for y'all. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is literally a moment. And the thing is, a lot of people won't, they won't admit it. They know Nipsey Hustle because he's dating Lauren London. They're like, oh, that's the guy that Lauren London is dating. They know he's a rapper. They know he's famous. They don't know his mess, you know, his message or anything that's going on with Nipsey. I openly admit it. The first time I heard Nipsey was last year when Victory Lap came out. I guess it's his first Steel album. The first thing I listened to of him. First project yeah. I listened to of him. And I loved it. I thought it was Raul right Money. Oh, that's why I was kind of like, how the fuck he died already? I'm just stop like. I'll be the first one to tell you if like this was obviously before our podcast and everything, but I thought the nigga was a clown. Like I literally like I think what made me think he was a clown was when he was trying to sell an album for a thousand dollars a piece. That uh, it was a hundred dollars a piece. No, 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 no. He had a, he, had a, he was selling a hundred albums for a thousand dollars a piece. So mm. he only, yeah, he only had. But a, he owns it, but he owns the masters to every. He owned he owned he owned the masters to every. You know who bought all of them? Who bought him? Jay Z. <laughs> so it was kind of like, well, hey, shit. Well, me when I was at the time when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute. So Nipsey had gone and he was trying to sell the shit for a thousand dollars a piece. That's cool. But me, like, what I would have told my friends because I don't want to say I ain't shit, but it's one of those things where it's just smarter to do it. Well, I'll wait till your shit leak, bro. <laughs> exactly. Wait till it leak, or if you do want to support your favorite artist, get ten of your friends to put in a hundred dollars. Everybody put in a hundred dollars. Everybody get the album. Mm-hmm. I mean that dude Martin Shirley, like he hasn't released the Wu Tang album. The Wu Tang album, yeah. But I, I guarantee, if it was a black dude who bought that shit, everybody named Mother would have that Wu Tang album. Not because we don't support the artist, but it's more, it's more so like, okay, you coming up with a con, so why can't we? Right. Mm-hmm. So 
needless to say, going back to what we were talking about with the whole Me Too movement and the Oprah and, you know, all that. Everybody should have a voice, but we, sh- you know, if you don't want to be silenced, don't try to silence other people. And we've noticed it, like, CJ, you know, in the group me groups, it seems as though, like... That's what they do. Yeah. That's why I like to leave that shit off my phone. I don't even care about that shit no more. Yeah, like, if you can't agree with the point that's being made right then, if you, you're not even trying to combat it, it's more so, like, if your GPS is telling you, like, hey, make a right turn in 500 feet, but then... Your GPS also says, hey, if you make a left, you'll get there five minutes faster. People exactly. are like, no, if everybody is making this right, we all gonna get there at the same time. But then you show up first to wherever you're going to that destination. Mm-hmm. Nah, see, you did it this way. You cheat. Like, no, honestly, I just took the route that was less traveled. So tying that in, um, when it comes to like just listening to everybody. You should be able to have an, a conversation or discussion with people without being offended by them having an opinion. So yeah. when we have right. when we have those Twitter conversations, like trust me, I, a lot of people will say, "Oh, 09 Twitter was you know it was ratchet and people didn't understand and you know they were naive." You know who's naive right now? Twenty nineteen Twitter, because. Unlike the people in 2009 who knew the people that they were tweeting, they would hang out with the people that they were tweeting. These people in 2019, you don't see them at (laughs) all. They're literally at home all day because they're threatened because they will get behind that keyboard and talk all that shit. But they know for a fact they're not leaving that house. They're not putting that location. I remember when people used to literally have their locations on. We lived through that era where people. (laughs) That's when it was popping. Yeah. Do you remember when Foursquare, you used to go and be like, hey, I'm at this bar. I'm at this restaurant. I'm at this mm-hmm. bar. And you just meet up with motherfuckers on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. You can't do that shit no more. You I mean, hell, that's how that, uh, that that's how you and I met. Yep. But, that's how but, you and I met. But the thing is, people don't make friends anymore. It's more so like, if you don't agree with that person on Twitter, it's like, fuck them. You just get blocked. Yeah, you just get blocked. And honestly, like for me, I don't feel that way. Like I had a, a disagreement with a guy on Twitter and I guess he thought it was going to go completely left this week. He was like, well, damn, you approached me like a man. I'm like, yeah, cause you're a man at the end of the day. I don't know what you're capable of and you don't know what I'm capable of. You can talk all that shit behind the keyboard and then we can literally be in a bar together and I'd buy you a drink, not knowing that you and I just be. Mm-hmm. And if the Nipsey thing isn't enough, I'm like, yo, like, if you just respect one person the way that you respect your mom, your dad, your neighbor, yourself, like a lot of the shit that happens in the world wouldn't happen to you. That's why now everybody has a problem because everybody honestly is some hoes. People will go and talk all that shit all day and group me, WhatsApp, Facebook. Um, even now, like you don't even got to go outside to date people. I literally sat at work and watched my coworker talk for 30 minutes about dating guys on Bumble. She ain't never met none of these motherfuckers. She's basically just serial dated through an app. Yep. Just Don't meet in person. Yeah. FaceTime. Oh my, this, this is funny. Like, yeah. This is what you call fun. Just, just full transparency. My wife and I met online. But the thing is, we met online and then we met. Like, There's a difference between meeting people and just doing this pen pal shit. That's something mm-hmm. that you can do like in kindergarten and first grade when you're talking to someone in the third world country and they're sending you a letter and you get one every three weeks and you're like, oh, well, that. But when you're interacting with these people on Instagram and Twitter and all that, but you never met these motherfuckers, you never actually try to engage with them, that's a problem. So people are kind of like desensitized to 
everything other than what's in their hand. So I'm sorry, we got off on a tangent. Let me just, boy, I could talk for a while about that. But um, the Amari Harwick thing. So apparently he's getting backlash for kissing Beyonce twice at the NCAA, uh, I'm sorry, the NAACP Image Awards. So everybody knows him as Ghost, but Amari Harwick from Power, apparently he had kissed Beyonce on the cheek and then he stopped for a second and then kissed her again, which everybody says was near her mouth. So she said, I guess like the person who wrote the article said that Beyonce looked slightly uncomfortable. Did y'all see this at all? Uh, no. I seen this. Uh, maybe no. slightly. You might be passing for slightly, but they die like they die like doing the most. Yeah. So I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read a tweet from some random person. So this person says that Amari Harwick, the second kiss was unnecessary and uncomfortable. Don't do that again. We women so often get touched, kissed, groped, and poked for instances exactly like this at an event, at work, etc. We don't like it. It's time to no longer let these moments. Y'all bitches need to stay home. I just got an opinion on that shit. Cause they be blowing me, dog. I remember the day and time when you it was cold, it was shivery to give a woman a, a kiss on the hand, you know what I'm saying? Or something, dog. Like uh, I don't do it of course, but I mean it wasn't a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, things that yeah. things that used to be a formality are now like Nah, you can't do this. Shit's not acceptable. And this, and this is why I said women kill. This is why Nisha said women kill chivalry because of shit like this. Well, here's here's what I try to post because this is the next tweet. It says that a respectable handshake would have worked just fine from Amari Hardwick. Women don't need to be grabbed, hugged, and kissed unless it's your wife or girlfriend. Beyonce should have slapped him. Do you see what slapped him? That's just an OC, man. What? So say if like these women on Twitter who, you know, have these bays, the prison bays and this bay. So the women who will say shit like, oh yeah, he grabbed him, you know, she grabbed him by the dick and if he don't like it, he a bitch. And I know oh, I'm... Yeah, we got that I, double standard. Yeah, I'm, it's not only is it a double standard, I'm definitely mixing apples and oranges, but my thing is I'm escalating the situation just the same way that you are. The fact yeah, that, of course. that, you know, someone who actually went in for the hug obviously Beyonce could have just stood back and I'm not saying it's her fault but it's more so like you're saying women don't need to be grabbed hugged and kissed as if like he had forced him her fucking husband was standing right beside her show black women no affection yeah. pretty much so I, can, I can. We, we don't know we too fucking our heads up our own asses too much so we don't know if it's a sign of affection or if you're trying to have sex with us because you know everybody wants to have sex with us girl get the fuck out of here it has been two, it has been two years, and the, I don't want I can't say black women, but I'm just saying women in general on Twitter have been trying to figure out who Becky with the good hair is. They still are looking for her. It's literally the longest first forty eight episode I've ever seen. They've gone from everybody from Charlize Theron to fucking what's her name Jennifer Gardner, all any woman that is not a person of color or someone that they don't deem a fave, they are not fucking with them because they think that Jay-Z has hugged them. So now to the point, Jay-Z looks like a mute whenever he's in public. Are you trying to say that now a man just has to just stand in this place? Because five, seven, ten years ago, weren't women saying the same thing? They'd be like, well, we're being treated as if we don't belong. We are in the room and we're just quiet. I'm like, wait, so I get it. Y'all are trying to reverse the role? Yeah, I'm just trying to pick the script. Yeah. Told you, they just take full advantage of shit. That's yeah. all they want to do. 
but the thing is you can't flip the script and then say, well, you men are acting like hoes because we're emotional. Like I've heard and seen women on Twitter and social media and stuff like that being like, well, men who are emotional, who do the basic things like read astrology. I didn't know that it was gay for men to like read astrology. I didn't I'm going to tell you like this, as much as women don't realize it, they add to more to Texas talks with making than anybody. Women yeah. add to toxic masculinity. They started the shit, honestly. I can't do that. This bitch gonna think I'm so. You can't do what, sir? More, uh, more importantly, you know <laughs> more importantly, with toxic masculinity, like it's not something that's just gender based. Like, uh, since we're gonna go and try to like declassify gender and gender roles, like a woman mm. can be, you know, have the traits of toxic masculinity just as well as a man. Of course, of course. course. I think that that right there is like the outlier right there. There, It's one of those things where you kind of hide your hands after you realize like, oh, I actually do the same shit. But if I stay quiet, they won't notice as long as I can get my shit off. And men had that problem for a long time. And I'm not saying all of them are, you know, exempt. There are a lot of guys who just aren't shit. The difference, though, is men that aren't shit either know they ain't shit or they're going to be called out for not being shit. I don't want to say they accept it because there are a lot of dickheads out here that still do shit like Kevin Hart, for example. Mm-hmm. Women, however, the women who aren't shit, Cardi B, for one, y'all keep giving them passes. Mm-hmm. Week after week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it would probably take Cardi B spitting in Beyonce's face for women to be like, Absolutely fucking not. She's got to go. She's got to be canceled. This bitch, she's, and I don't want to say bitch in the term of Cardi B being a bitch. I'm basically just using it as an example. She called herself a bitch. She called herself a bitch, so. (laughs) I've literally been at a brunch where I've seen two women argue about the fact that they cannot be called female. That one, it it took me to a loop because I was like, wait there was no guy in the room who had actually said or mentioned the word female. They were having a conversation about the term bitch and it's acceptable for the two women to call each other bitches. And the guys that were sitting at the brunch table were sitting like, Oh, well this is about to go left. And when you know, as a guy's about to go left, the best thing for you to do is to just sit back. So everybody, including myself, we sat back and we watched this conversation go from women saying it's acceptable for them to be called bitches to them going and saying, oh, well, it's kind of like when guys, well, I don't want to say guys, they said niggas because it's okay to call a man a nigger, but it's not okay to be called a female. So we'll just... It doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, so... It's like, I'm just trying to chump us now. Yeah. God so we'll, damn. We'll just, say, <laughs> we'll just say person A said to person B, she was like, it's just like when these niggas try to call us females. They don't understand. You can't call me a female. It's disrespectful. So... The one, but, but, but how is it? But how is it disrespectful? That, that's that. That would be that, that. would be the question in my head. How is it disrespectful to call you a female? So that's exactly what you are. Us a nigga? You, that's what your gender is. Your gender or your license says female. It doesn't say woman. This is a this female. She's the girl. Person A said. My gender is not who I am. I is a, I'm a woman first. So what you're not going to do is classify me as a female around women. I was like, wait, are we definitely like taking the verbiage completely out of context to the point where you can't you can't call a woman a girl. You can't call a woman a female. And I get it. If you want to be called a woman, fine. However, when you go and apply for a job, when you go and are being interviewed, more importantly, when you are talking to one of your peers, would you 
be disrespect, feel disrespected. Any, any important documents you got to fill out, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. When it comes to money, anything. You're yeah. going to say you're a female then, but shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, you know, what would happen in the, that scenario is like, oh, well, you have a mother. Would you call her a female? I'm like, my mom is a, my mom is a female. I would definitely call her female in context. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. check that female out. Like now that is some disrespectful shit. But the thing is, you're not going to tell me as a man, more importantly, you're not going to tell me as a human what the fuck I can and can't say when you are literally being derogatory the moment before you make a proclamation. It's weird. You can't be like, well, niggas ain't shit, but don't call me a female. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> what? Because like, it seems as though, like, I, I don't want me, I really don't want to make the show a woman bashing thing because it feels like we, like, are kind of heavy in the heart right now. But it's, it's just a lot of stupid shit that's going on between, yeah. like, the Michael Jackson shit, um, obviously Nipsey that we'll get into. But actually, trailing from the Omari Hartwick thing, because this kind of ties into it. So, Apparently, Lupita had to apologize for her evil voice disability in the movie Us. Oh, this shit was stupid. So, the actor whose voice in the horror film was inspired by a larynx disorder says that her intention was not to demonize people with the condition. First off, and this is just, oh boy, never mind. (laughs) See, I can't even say it because somebody's going to get offended. It's gotten to the point where you can't even get your thought out of your head without it sounding offensive. And I guess that's the whole sole intent of it. But honestly, like, this is fucking stupid. You're, you, have, you have a black woman now apologizing for acting. <laughs> it's a fucking movie. You told it's me you apologize for playing a fucking retard. The whole movie, did he apologize for that? Yeah. No, he won a fucking Academy Awards. He had to apologize. Like, cut, cut the bullshit, man. Huh? I just, like, I, yeah, just say you racist and keep it moving. Like, I just don't get like, yo, we're apologizing for shit, and I'm not saying I don't want to go into limbs of saying, oh, well, we didn't apologize for this shit ten years ago. But more importantly, we're apologizing for shit that honestly does not need an apology. It's a movie. She was choked at the beginning of the movie. The little girl that pretty much explained why her voice sounded. Yo, like. Who, what was the chick's name who did, uh, like, Zoe Saldana? Like, she didn't apologize once for all them bullshit-ass roles she was in. Like, I don't hear these motherfuckers that are in blackface. None of their apologies matter because, honestly, it's like, yo, you know what you did, and I get it. It's offensive, but it's like, like you already knew what you were getting into. Lupita... Yeah, you knew, yeah, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Lupita, the difference between what Lupita did and what those blackface folks did is, one, it's a movie. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, well, it's a movie, but still, she should just apologize for the disabled community. Bro, did the kid from Major Pain, like, go and apologize for that? This is basically like a hockey player being offended at the Friday the 13th movies. It has gotten too, it has gotten so far that actors are apologizing for acting. This world has gone fucking insane. And a part of that has to be social media. Everybody has an opinion. Well, you don't fucking need one. Now, I'm saying that because we got a podcast, but like I said a few minutes ago, I honestly don't give a fuck how y'all feel about how we say things and the things that we say. If you want to demonize us, trust me. We've probably Go been right demonized ahead. before. It's fine. It just seems, though, like it's just idiotic. It's sensationalizing, like, headlines. And just... It, 
shit's just not making sense anymore. People need to unplug for a little bit, go step outside, don't come back in until the streetlights are on. Because y'all literally, whatever the idea of one person puts in your head on social media, on Twitter and everything, that's what y'all run with. And it's fucked up, man. They don't think, nobody thinks for themselves. Yeah. Somebody else thinks for them. Their phone thinks for them. Whatever they see on their fucking phone, that's what thinks for them. Because it becomes your brain. The phone became everybody else's brain. Yeah, I just... I've gotten to the point where it's like, yo, even if you unplug from that, like if like I think Eric tried to tell us like last week, he was like, Greg, you know, I'm not doing social media for a while. I'm like, it's impossible. People try to do the like for Lent, I'm going off social media. You cannot escape. You won't know what's going on in your world without social media. The issue, though, is your world and social media are two different things. You can still have a life and maintain with social media. But then you have people who are so caught up in social media that they don't know what the fuck is going on outside in the world. They get all their media from what's actually like, hey, it's on my Twitter feed. But I'm like, did you actually go and read the article or did you read the headline? Mm-hmm. So when people are like, oh, well, Trump did something stupid today. I'm like, yeah, but did you read the article? To the point where now we don't even talk about Trump because we already know it's just a repetitive cycle. And honestly, people have told me they listen to our articles about Trump and it's like, we already knew he was going to fuck up because that's what he's known for. I'm like, but do you know how that impacts you? And that's the difference where you actually read the context of social media and you're just on social media just to give you a hot take. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. pretty much. I, I, I'm sorry. We let, let, let's, let's get a break on that. Um, so an Arizona Republican allegedly paid two boys $10 for sex on numerous occasions. Republican David Stringer paid two children for sex. He was arrested in Baltimore in September of 1983 with the police report alleging that Stringer had met a boy and his friends, both of whom were under the age of 15 at the time at a park and propositioned them for sex sometime in 1982. The police report states that one of the Stringer, uh, the boys that Stringer is allegedly have said to pay for sex was de- uh, de- uh, basically disabled and that the Arizona Republican should have reasonably known of the disability. Additionally, one of the boys is 15, well, 13 years old. They obviously redacted the name and it said that about a year ago, he was in Patterson Park with the boy when a man stopped and asked if they wanted to go to his house and have some sex. I think that's the end of the article right there. He's still out here. Seriously? He's still out here. He, wow. Here's the thing. This shit happened in 1982. He is... Seven years ago. He is the fucking... What is his title? He is actually the state representative in Arizona, and he resigned on Wednesday. Of last week. Last week. This went 37 years. This went 30, 30, reported for 37 years. 37 fucking years, bro. Oh, I'll I, I do you one better. Do y'all remember what we were talking about? This happened at the end of December. Um, I say like mid-January, actually. So Liam Neeson had said that he wanted to kill a black man, right? You know. Yeah. He apologized two months later. So he finally apologized for his racist revenge story. Um, I don't know if y'all want to hear this. We can we can do this if you want. Let's see. Actually, Liam Neeson, who has a new movie out that's called Cold Pursuit. And just 24 hours ago, he made headlines for talking about an incident that happened decades 
earlier involving a very close friend of his who he says was assaulted. And Liam, first of all, I, I really appreciate your, your willingness to, to have this discussion because when it comes to race, it can be very uncomfortable sure. for people. And it just caught people off guard yeah. how you responded when you were asked about revenge and you want to explain what you said? Yeah, they, 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 we were doing a press junket and it was, uh, uh, you know, the topic of our film is, is, is revenge. And it's a dark comedy too, but it's, it's, it's based as revenge. And the lady journalist was asking me, how do you tap into that? And I remembered an incident nearly 40 years ago where a very dear friend of mine was brutally raped and I was out of the country and when I came back she told me about this and she handled the situation herself and her rapist incredibly bravely I have to say that but I had never felt this feeling before which was a primal urge to lash out I asked her did you know the person? It was a man. No. Uh, his race? She said he was a black man. I thought, okay. And after that, there were some nights I went out deliberately into black areas in this city looking to be set upon so that I could unleash physical violence. So, that was, I guess, Liam Neeson and his, I guess, proclamation. That was Letty's husband. That was the impossible white man basically telling you that he is, he's not a racist, but he wanted to go into black areas and kill black men. <laughs> It's the it's the equivalent of like every Mark Wahlberg movie that he goes overseas to some black third world. Well, I won't say I'll say a brown third world country, and he would go and basically kill everybody. Kind of like how um what was that Rambo movie where they went into like the wasn't that the most recent one? Yeah, um, he literally went in there just by himself with a knife and one gun, and he took down an entire fucking fleet of like military in a third world country with the fucking machete and a gun because impossible white men just don't die. I mean, look at Thanos. They literally turned Thanos. He was black at one point. Now he's a homeboy, but there's that. Um, So basically he said over the last several weeks, I've had to reflect on well, I have reflected on and spoken to a variety of people who were hurt by my impulsive recounting of a brutal rape of a dear female friend nearly 40 years ago and my unacceptable thoughts and actions at that time in the response to this crime. He continued by saying the horror of what had happened to my friend ignited irrational thoughts that do not represent the person that I am. In trying to explain those feelings today, I missed the point and hurt many people at a time when language is often weaponized and an entire community of innocent people are targeted targeted in acts of rage he then concluded by saying what i failed to realize is that it is not about justifying my anger in all those years ago but it is also about the impact my words have today i was wrong to do what i did i recognize that also although the comments that i do not reflect in any way my true feelings they were hurtful and divisive i profoundly apologize must be nice to be white mm-hmm. yeah. 
Oh, you can simply you can. <laughs> no, it was definitely real. But the issue for me, the context is he's apologizing because he didn't have to kill somebody that was black. Because if he would be in jail right now if he did this shit, would he be? Yeah, he probably would. Sorry, I know y'all just had an echo. I'm sorry, I just turned the original sound back on. But that was some wild shit. Um, I, I guess, like, honestly... Privilege. Yeah, it is definitely privilege. We, I will say we'll accept his apology because, I mean, like, at some point you have to be willing to accept someone being wrong and knowing that they're wrong admitting that they're wrong. Because there are a lot of motherfuckers who know that they're wrong. Don't, don't even know they're wrong, though. Yeah. People don't even know they're wrong sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, I accept it, but I know that there'll be an instance where this happens again. It, it's just in, you know, their nature or just in people's nature to act and react the way that they do. Um, and more importantly, he does what he does in movies. And, I mean, he plays that role perfectly in Taken. He did three of them fucking movies. He throat chopped the shit out of like 800 people. <laughs> he sure did. So, and his instinct took him from fucking America to Paris. And he got his kid back in two days. So the fact that, I mean, if you can act like that in the movie, I can guarantee he would do the same shit in real life. So life yeah. imitating art. So I, I guess there's that. Um, do y'all know anything about the story about the girl who uh, got in the car that she thought was an Uber? Sounds familiar. So, um, a South Carolina college student got into an Uber, well, got into a car thinking that it was her Uber and was found dead the next day. Um, Let me just start by saying this. If you have a friend and you two go out together, you group of friends go out together, Q and I have a code. Like, he stayed together. Yeah, you stay together. If I tell Q, hey, Q, I'm good. I'm good enough to get my own Uber. I'm good enough to get in the Uber. And, you know, I'm texting him or I text him on the way home or something like that. That's how you know. Issue, Uh, though, is we're grown. Yeah. The issue, though, is we are grown ass men. I can't say or, you know, try to equate what we do as men for what women are. But I will say that I feel as though I, as a man, would never go and put a woman in, you know, a situation where I guess how this situation happened. So 21 year old Samantha Joseph, uh, Josephson was last seen getting into a black Chevrolet Impala in Columbia's five points neighborhood around 2 AM early after she was hanging out with friends at the bird dog bar. One of her, what said. <laughs> so one of her friends reportedly told police that Samantha had gotten separated from the group and requested an Uber to take her back home. Somehow she mistakenly got into a car thinking that it was an Uber. And that was the last time she was seen alive. Fast forward too late. Didn't read. She's dead. Um, so her friends reported her missing around 1:30 PM Friday afternoon. And when she didn't show up at her downtown residence and didn't answer repeated phone calls, her friends became concerned and notified CPD. So CPD said that her body was found at 3.45 a.m. Saturday morning in a wooded area in Clarendon County, South Carolina, which is about 80 to 90 miles south of Columbia, about an hour and 30 minute drive. So they said that her body was discovered by turkey hunters in a very rural part of Clarendon County. Uh, What we do know is, in fact, that she had summoned an Uber ride. And what happened was, I guess, in the footage, she had gone to the window of the Uber and they said that she had put her head down and the next thing you know, she was in the back seat of the car and that was the last thing that was said. 
Um, what I can say is someone who catches Ubers and Lyfts often, before I even get in the Uber, I'm like, who in fuck is the plate? Well, one, I look at the plate, and two, I always ask, um, hey, what's your name? And then, this is, you know, what's my name? Just so I can confirm that you are who the fuck you are indeed say you are. Um, mm-hmm. what, I, what I have noticed, though, with Ubers is a lot of Uber drivers, they use their families to drive the Uber. So <laughs> I've been in plenty of Ubers where it's been like a husband and wife tandem. So I'm supposed to get in the car with a, a Greg and I end up getting in the car with a Sarah or something like that. So Sarah being the wife and Greg being the husband and he might drive the Uber during the day and she drives it during the night, but they share the same account. Mm-hmm. So she knows who I am, and she's like, "Oh no, my husband drives Uber as well. We just share the same car. It's illegal, but people do it. I'm not like snitching. It's just what it is." Um, getting back to the article, though, so she was found dead. It came out that her friends actually left her drunk at the bar, and then she had to call herself an Uber, and that was the last time she was seen. These bitches. You, you got to know your folks, man. You re- you really have to know your folks. Yeah, I, I mean, as someone that has been, as someone has been inebriated a lot mm-hmm. at a at a bar, like it's just knowing your surroundings because, like, the minute you lose your surroundings and where mm-hmm. you are and who you with, it, it mm-hmm. bad things happen. Yeah, and I, I've been lucky that. That has not happened to me, mm-hmm. but I've been in a situation where yeah. God was on my side. Mm-hmm. I, I I will be honest and say that God God was on my God was on my side, and whatever angel that was with me that was watching over me that night made sure I made sure I got home safe. Man, I may have got home with something something missing, yeah, <laughs> or whatever, but at least I made it home. Yeah. Um, but if you're with a group of people and that, and then I was, and mainly a lot of that was times when I was just by myself, but if you're with somebody, if you're with a group of, if you're with a group of friends, whether you're male or female, if, 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 if you come with people, leave with them. Absolutely. It, it's not, it's not a, okay. If, first of all, they weren't her friends because if they were, if they were her friends and they see that she's visibly drunk. Mm-hmm. And she's visibly drunk. First of all, you're not letting them order another drink. Second mm-hmm. of all, you're making them drink water. Third of all, when you leave, you're taking them with you. Whether you gotta, whether you gotta ride in the Uber with them home, or you gotta take them home with you, and then explain the shit in the morning where you can all mm-hmm. sit and laugh and like, and then you fucked up. Yep. The gotcha. point of the matter is, if you're with people. If you come, if you walk in that, if you walk in that establishment with with that group of people, yeah, damn it, you leave with that group of people, or you make it certain, you make it known that I'm gone. I'm gonna text you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something to let you know that I'm okay. And honestly, that's why I, I really, I, I really gotta say that's why I go to places that know me because it's gonna be like. Okay, so if it, you know, for instance, me and you, Greg. If Greg mm-hmm. leaves, I know that those bartenders, bartenders, gonna let me, ain't gonna let me do nothing stupid. If they try mm-hmm. to do something stupid, they're gonna 
they're gonna just call me. They're just gonna call, put me in an Uber, mm-hmm. send my ass home. Yeah. But and or they see, or they see I'm too drunk. They're gonna act like they're pouring me a drink. It's gonna be water. Yeah. But the thing is, you, Q, as an adult, and more, I don't want to say as a man, but more so as someone who has done it before, you haven't had a situation like that happen to you. Like, I guess we kind of know it differently. For me, personally, like, I've been in bars, and Q, you've been, honestly, we've all been in a bar, and we've seen, like, visibly drunk women. We just know not to approach them, because one, we black, and any fucking thing can happen. So there's that. And then, Mm -hmm. secondly, like, at a bar, I think maybe our code of ethics as men is a little bit different from others. When I see a woman that's drunk at a bar, I don't approach him. I don't want to talk to him because I don't even want to be tied to that shit. I don't want a camera at a bar being like, oh, yeah, well. Oh, you was beside them. So yeah. you're, you're, the number, you're the prime suspect. <laughs> nope. I'll tell the bartender, hey, yep. you may want to go check on that one. Exactly. They have people, they have they have people, people at the bar. That's trained to do that. Yep. So th- I, I don't want to give people the sense of survivor's remorse with this, but the friends weren't shit. And they have to live with that for the rest of their life, knowing that it was more convenient for you to leave your friend who you knew was drunk. Well, were drunk, because I want to say was drunk. But you knew that they were drunk when you left. You left them there. That It's wrong. And I mean... That's something you got to live with for the rest of your life. A lot of people, a lot of podcasts have covered this and they were like, well, our condolences to the girl. Yeah, our, we definitely sympathize for the girl and her family, but those fucked up ass friends who left her, none of this shit would have happened without them. So shout out to y'all being dickheads and getting y'all friend killed. Um, more importantly, the person who did it, you're a piece of shit. And you deserve whatever's coming to you. Speaking of niggas who deserve whatever's coming to them. So if y'all haven't noticed um, on every other podcast that you're listening to, you can't escape this shit. So Nipsey Hussle was killed a few days ago over the weekend, um, basically by somebody who there's varying like stories that have surfaced. They said that the man was disrespected. So he shot Nipsey. They were saying that it was gang affiliated. People have told me it was fucking Tom Cruise and the, um, what's the fucking shit that he's with the Scientology. I'm like, all right, look, I I know a conspiracy theory. This wasn't a conspiracy. Your man literally was hating on Nipsey and he shot him. He did the, you know, is he dead kicking all that shit? Yeah. It, it was, was it was that big fuck, wild shit. It was fucked up, man. Um, me, like we talked about it earlier. Like we didn't really like. I don't want to say we didn't vibe with Nipsey, but it's more so like we weren't paying. He wasn't on radar. He wasn't on radar for us. Um, so this one it doesn't hit home as much as it should. But the issue is for us, like this is just another black man who was doing something positive, and he got killed not only doing something positive, but you could see a transition in him. They said that the way that he moved in LA and just anywhere in general, everybody loved him. Honestly, like outside of the whole thousand dollar album thing, I didn't have a problem with Nipsey. Honestly, I'm sure I've heard Nipsey songs. I could not tell you that like I bang with them or not. I've listened to it more recently now and I have a few faves of his. Like it's kind of like how I felt like with Gerald Levert and um like you know other artists who died. I'm like let me go and like revisit their collection to see like 
what the hype was. But more importantly, with Nipsey, like everything I've read from him, at least when I saw him in the news, it was no bad news. Like he had stopped smoking weed because he was trying to get his life together. And more importantly, they were saying that he was doing this thing with Dr. CB with the mm-hmm. documentary. And everybody mm-hmm. trying to tie into, you know, the death being about Dr. Sibby in this documentary because he had said something to the align, you know, to the effect of if, you know, something happens to me because of this documentary, y'all need to ride. And mm-hmm. if that's if that's the case, then that's fine. We just don't know. We're not rocket scientists. We're not psychics. More importantly, we can't predict the future. Um, what we can predict is the person that killed him, though, like a coward, is currently in solitary confinement. Because he went and basically turned himself in, him and the woman driver. Shout out to her dumbass. Because if you see somebody run into your car and, you know, they walked on the way in and then are running on the way out, they did some shit. Man, I'm not saying snitching is a good thing. All I'm saying is if I see you running towards the car and you walked away from it, I'm speeding up. Oh, she's, she's singing right now, so yeah. ain't no big deal. Oh, she's singing like a fucking canary. Well, y'all ain't about to put this shit on me. Mm. Yeah, but the thing is, she's singing, but it's already, the D's done. <laughs> that, that's like, you, if somebody, there was, oh, I can't, I can't. Yeah, you already right, right, know the guy. You already know what's going on. You already know what the, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. So I was listening to a true crime podcast. I can't remember exactly which one, but there was this really big case that had happened where there was, a, you know, a pair of brothers. So one was a younger brother and one was the older brother. And what had happened was the older brother had kidnapped a young white couple. And after they kidnapped, they kidnapped him. They like repeatedly raped the woman. They um, ended up like slashing their throats and all this other, like it was just really vile shit. And the cops just said, fuck that guilt by association everybody's gone. Everybody going to jail. So everybody got life or something like that. And this is what this Nipsey thing reminds me of. It's like, she's going to try to sing as if like, that's going to save her. It's not. You gone forever. But what pisses me off about the whole scenario is homeboy literally was 20 minutes away from where he shot Nipsey. 20 minutes away. Stupid. He was, he was being hunted by every single... Q, back up your mic. But, so, basically, Nipsey, I guess, said they said he said something to him. Like, I'm not from L.A. and I'm not going to really speak on whatever the fuck happened. You can use your Googles. But they were saying that people have been hunting all over the city for this dude whose name, ironically, is fucking Eric Holder. So he was identified by the community of L.A., you know, then they had, you know, law enforcement go and search for him. He ended up turning himself in. But they're saying the reason why he turned himself in was because he was threatened. You know, his life was threatened. And I think they had killed a few family members of his. Now, this is just allegedly. So nobody knows the whole thing. And I don't know how the politics in L.A. and California work. All I know is he went into solitary confinement almost immediately because they knew he was not going to make it through the day. He's not going to make it through the week. Um, he probably would have been better off just like going to Mexico or just jumping off the LA bridge at that point, because there's no good that's going to come from 
this. You killed a you killed a good dude, man. He did nothing to you. I don't want to say he did nothing to you, but like he was good for the community. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. he did nothing to like he didn't he didn't harm a member of your family. He didn't do anything like that. Dude, the whole thing is just like retarded and stupid and sad and just like what the fuck ish. Well, remember when we were talking about this a few weeks ago? It's like, yo, y'all, I don't want to, I'm not advocating killing and murdering people, but all the wrong people are going and they have done nothing but try to uplift the community and shit. Like, George Zimmerman, still out here. Still out. There was a, um, there was a meme that was like, yo, y'all are out here willing to kill somebody who is putting in work for the community and doing good for the community. But the fucking, like, the president's still out here. Doing fuck shit every single day to the point where now I'm so numb to the shit that the president does that honestly he could tell us right now we're going to war. I'm like expected that shit. He could say yeah, yes. pretty much. Like I would not be surprised if he like he met up with two chains and then the next day the fucking White House was painted pink. I, like I could see that shit happening. It's the trap house. Yeah, it's the trap DC. house. Yeah, but I mean like. The Nipsey situation—it's—it's it's hard to even talk about because every time I think about it or every time I say something about it, there's like four more news pieces that come out. Like we've gone through 2019 already. Like we could recap 2019, and it's already been ten times worse than the last six months of 20. Uh, what's that? 2018. We've had fucking leaving Neverland. We had R. Kelly. We've had this shit. Um. I don't know if like Q, you don't follow battle rap, but uh battle rapper tech nine, like just last week, everybody was saying how, you know, it was RIP tech nine this week. You're talking about, well, he might have, you know, committed suicide because like he knew he had like rape allegations and stuff going against him. So you had that shit. Um, th- there's been a lot to 2019. Then we had retrograde. So that was already trash. Um, 2019 has been one of those years already where it's like the second half better go better. Because we're, we're losing people we don't need to lose. Shit is just being fucked up left and right. Um, but this Nipsey thing, I'm sure it hits home for a lot of people. And I've personally never had a problem with him. Rest in peace to him. Um, and our condolences to his family. This shit is just, it's, it's just all fucked up. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, me personally, like, we can just tie it. We can wrap it up in a bow. Um, that's what's bothering me. I've This might have been one big-ass episode of what's bothering me because there's a lot of stupid-ass shit between, like, the whole situation with the women thing we talked about earlier, this Nipsey thing, the woman Uber driver thing. I mean, the woman in the Uber, all that, the Lupita thing. I'm still not over that. We're going to have to touch on that later because that one apologizing for fucking – Acting that mm, 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 mm. <laughs> oh oh one thing we did not talk about let, let, let's let's go on a good piece of news how about that all right <clears throat> good piece of news now i think this was a good one so chris rock calls jesse smollett a waste of light skin at the nc <laughs> the naacp image <laughs> uh, i just chris rock just keeps it amazing man I, how do you did you see this thing, Q? No, I no, I didn't, and I'm, I really don't care about Justin. Um, and he is a piece of shit. 
and and a race of like and a race of light skinnedness. Like light skins are assholes, but like bro, you just put the capital A in asshole. Like, like just go away. Just go away. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna play it so you can hear. Comedian Chris Rock used the NAACP image of... Of, of course, they play a fucking quarter clip, but here we go. What's going on, America? This is Kay. I don't... Really? Okay. Just to the rules. So, Q, tell us how your week was while I look for this clip. <laughs> um, this, this week has been... This week has been interesting. Um, it's been interesting. Um, I still don't have work right now. <laughs> um, just trying to basically get by one day at a time. Um, and yeah, like, so if anyone wants to donate to my, to my get by fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If anyone wants to donate to my get by fund, um, my cash app is hashtag, not hashtag, dollar sign QDZ1906, just like my Twitter handle. Mm. Just replace the at with a dollar sign. Mm. All donations are accepted, and I will thank you forever. Mm. So I found the clip. Here we go. An award. They said no Jussie Smollett jokes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. What a waste of light skin, you know? You know what I have to do with that light skin? That curly hair, my career will be out of here. You fucking running Hollywood. Um. Yes, no, 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 just. <laughs> what the hell was he thinking? <laughs> from now on, I ain't never want no just. You're Jesse from now on. You don't even get the you no more. No <laughs> <laughs> respect for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, he said Jesse. You don't even get the you. <laughs> so a, a lot a lot of people were like the think pieces, they were like, well, Chris Rock, he disrespected Jesse Millette, saying he didn't respect him. I'm like, yo, it was comedy. No, he he, he you no, know, he did disrespect uh, Justin. And he deserved and Justin deserved it. Like there are people who are legitimately who are legitimately getting attacked and hate crimes because of their race, because of their gender, because of their sex, sexual orientation every day. That doesn't get reported because, because of the stigma that comes with that. And you go and you claim this shit and you go and you pay people to beat your ass mm-hmm. or claim to beat your ass. And then you, and then you claim, oh, MAGA, the MAGA people. No, dude. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up and go away. Like, if there's one person that I want that 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 needs to be canceled, 
This is my one person. Mm-hmm. That's my one person. Justin, you are canceled. Go away. Mm-mm-mm. Lord. What's CJ at? CJ, you got anything to say about that, bro? Yeah, man. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Um, fuck. What for, y'all? No, you good. Y'all hear me? Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. I'm glad uh, Chris Rock did what he did. You know what I'm saying? You know, Chris Rock always been fearless like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I thought it was hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, a, it's an unfortunate situation that he had to be the butt of the joke for that. But, hey, when you when you do stupid shit, shit like this happens. You're going to get talked about. Yep. You know what I'm saying? People got to understand that. Stop being silly. You do dumb shit, you're going to get talked about. That time. By comedian, by social media, by every goddamn body. Because everybody, social media, that comedian any damn way. So, when an actual comedian talks about you, he has a stage and a bike and a TV. It's going to happen. Hmm. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. You know what, let, let's go straight into this, this week. I honestly don't have what's bothering me. So, CJ, you go ahead and tell us first. Uh, what's bothering me is all the conspiracy theorists thinking that the Nipsey Hussle death was the government trying to take out Nipsey for a Dr. Sabi documentary or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that they, the people that's making this claim that I understand. One thing that you understand is this Dr. Savy shit been known forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This it's been on the internet. Everybody knows this. I don't Nipsey Hussle's not gonna expose anything new that we can't research for ourselves or didn't already know. Yep. That's for one. Secondly, um the second thing is I don't know who they thought Nipsey Hussle was, but I'm pretty sure he's not on the government's radar. Mm-hmm. The man was doing everything he's supposed to do. Because if that's the case, why would they skip Jay-Z? Why would they skip Magic? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've been doing positive things for years. You know what I'm saying? He's falling behind the guys like Jay-Z and all that. You know what I mean? So what what makes you think? I mean, the government got to worry about King Ong Jew and Mike and, and Pence and all that. They're not thinking about Nipsey Hussle. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And then there's another thing. Why is it so far-fetched for y'all to believe that a crip was killed on Crenshaw Boulevard? Mm-hmm. Has this been happening since Boys in the Hood? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't, why is that so fucking, why, why was that so, why couldn't y'all just graft that black-on-black crime and hating ass niggas still exist? Yeah. It had to be the government. I just, I just feel like that's just backwards thinking. 
And and that's just another another uh, form of black people not taking accountability on what's messed up in our own culture. Mm-hmm. We're trying to put it on somebody else instead of just checking ourselves. Yep. That's all that was. Like, dog, we didn't check ourselves, dog. That ain't about that ain't about what they did to us. We did that to us. What well, that that you know what I mean? That ties into that whole shit we were talking about earlier. Everybody think they got the fucking answers, man. Like social media is yeah. social media is not where it needs to be. Like it's supposed to be informative, but if everybody got a think piece and a thought and nobody's coming with an actual fact, that's all it is. It's a whole bunch of fucking thoughts. Like yeah. people were literally saying that like Tupac had to die, you know, for Nipsey to flourish. And now there's going this is like a meme going around like you just birthed a thousand more Nipsies. I was like, wait, what? You you birthed a thousand? No, like, you know how many black people have died in the past four to five years? Are you trying to tell me that now, like, with Nipsey that y'all honestly weren't paying attention to? Because there are a lot of us, including myself, that were not paying attention to Nipsey. Him now, he's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say he's a martyr, but it's more so like he was like the leading charge for things to happen in the world. If he was a leading mm-hmm. charge, there wouldn't have been the shootout that happened immediately after that shit. But, I mean, hey, if, if people going to go and down this hill this week for Nipsey, and, I mean, obviously, our condolences to him, there are a lot of people who are misinformed about a lot of shit. And the conspiracy theories are not true. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, like that shit, this shit was just stupid. It was just dumb and, and, and dismissive. Do you remember that? Um, I, I'm trying to remember what that documentary was that said there was a fucking plane that like flew down Pennsylvania Avenue and hit the um, what was that for 9/11? It hit the um, the Pentagon and shit. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they were like, oh yeah, people were flying out of the buildings and it was it was a missile and it wasn't. Uh, I'm like, okay, fine. If if that's what y'all gonna go with, that that's fine. Everybody got a conspiracy theory. Everything from religion to now this Nipsey thing. Like, okay, if if that's what y'all gonna go for, that's fine with me. But hey, that's the world we live in. But um, Q, you you got a, what's bothering you, bro? <clears throat> yes, what's bothering me this week, and what's bothering me this week is the the. God damn it! Release the fucking release the fucking report. Oh boy! And y'all know what y'all know report y'all know what report I'm talking about. Had to do with it. it goes by the name of Bob Mueller. The mm. report that he gave to Bob Barr, to Bill Barr, and a little four page um, bullshit summary that Bill Barr wrote. Listen, listen, listen here, you orange turd. You say it. <laughs> you said, "Oh no, go ahead and release the whole thing because I'm vindicated. I, it's, it was a complete exoneration." Oh, now it's well. I don't think I don't think it would be a good idea. You don't think it's a good idea because some that shit that the the the, the, the words about to go against your orange jazz. So. Release the fucking report unredacted. Give it to Congress. That's where it belongs. Give it to Congress. Release it unredacted. Second, give up your fucking tax returns. Everybody who's running for president now, if released 10 years 
10 years or more of, of the tax returns. What you trying to hide, Trump? We all know that you we all know that you in love with the Russians. It's all right. It's okay. Just let us see. Let us see that. Let, let us see that proof. Ooh. That's a pretty, pretty spicy memory. Let us see that proof. That's what's bothering me this week. Release that goddamn report. I, I got some questions. Time. I got some questions. How is he able to do what the fuck he want to do? I don't get it. Because Republicans are bitch scared of him. Mm-hmm. Bitch scared. How are they scared of him, but not scared of Democrats? I don't get it. Because easy to kill. the Democrats don't have the bully pulpit of the of the presidency, mm. and they don't have the bully pulpit of those rabid supporters that he has that that listen to that orange turd. As everything he said is the gospel, like he's like he's the maggot Jesus. Mm. And we're easy to kill. Don't forget that. <laughs> so, Why are Democrats easy to kill? Because we're black. Mm. Not even because we're black. Because Democrats are looked upon as being weak. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, as always, it's fuck Trump until the day he passes. And even when he passes, it's fuck him and the legacy that he leaves behind. Um I'm actually really upset now that I thought about it that we've actually seen the first lady new. Um, shout out to the internet. And that absolutely disgusted me. It's like eating a fucking double cheeseburger and the meat ain't all the way cooked. Like, I'm sorry. Just ugh. everything about her is trash. Everything about the, the world is trash right now. And I, you know what? I'm not high. Wait, wait till tomorrow. Wait till tomorrow's episode when I'm high, when I, I got jokes. I don't, this episode, it was really heavy, and I apologize for it being heavy, but y'all needed to hear this shit. Um, Chris wasn't here. That's probably why this episode has been so heavy, because she's usually like the female balance to things, because, boy, that this was a rough one. We So, just to recap, um, things that we've talked about on this episode, we have basically talked Nipsey. We've talked about a woman giving birth to her child's kids. Republicans paying kids for sex, a man fighting at a grocery store, basically getting slapped with fast food at a fast food joint, men stealing exotic pets, Americans still not being able to buy homes, Beyonce getting kissed by ghosts, Chris Rock versus Justin, Lupita apologizing for the Us movie in the United States, so go figure that. We didn't even do a movie review of that. I still haven't seen that movie, by the way. Um... Leaving, uh, leaving Neverland and Chicago electing their first lesbian black mayor. Um, outside of that, I think that is it for us, fellas. Um, hopefully next week will be better news. Um, this week was just really, like, rough. Um, so um, let them know y'all social media so we can get about it here. What's up, y'all? On Twitter, quiet CJ Money. On Instagram, quiet CJ Money, too. And it's Q. On um, Instagram, your child's teacher, 1906. On Twitter, at QDZ1906. And as I said earlier, if you are one of these so generous and donate to my Get By Fund, um, you can cash at me at dollar sign QDZ, QDZ1906. All donations are accepted. Thank you. 
So until next week, you can follow us at Young Black Pod on everything. You can visit the website at youngblackpod.com. You can purchase any merchandise from Team Public. All the links will be in the show notes. Uh, so until next week, we will holler at you.